Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. Well, Sharon, here we go again. In the Windy City. In the Windy City. Well, this is our final one of the day. Nine hours of podcast taping. Have you got it in you? Wow, I think I can do it. So we're in Chicago at the A&A Annual Congress, and I think we saved the best for last. Oh, we did save the best for last. Well, we have got a special treat for our listeners. Today, we're going to talk about IFNA and a global anesthesia community. And this year marked the 30th anniversary of IFNA. And we have some very special ladies with us today. Gathered in Chicago for the ANA Congress are five nurse anesthetists who have represented IFNA from the beginning until today. And first, I'm going to let Sandy start us off. Well, thank you very much for this opportunity to be here with my international colleagues. I became involved in IFNA in 1985 when we had our first symposium in Lucerne, Switzerland. So I went to that meeting. I was on the ANA Board of Directors at the time. And that meeting was not the biggest success in terms of finances, but it sure was a hit in terms of what we accomplished and the fun we had and meeting colleagues from all over the world. So it was decided that we would just do it again. And so in 1988, we had the second international symposium in the Netherlands in Amsterdam and I was president-elect of the ANA by then and so that was a very good meeting as well and there had been work going on through a special shout out to Hermie Lonard our founder of IFNA and also Ronald Kalk the late Ronald Kalk who did a whole lot in saying you know we really need to get this organized and so some work had already been done and IFNA was organized However, we really didn't know what we needed to do. We hadn't signed the charter yet. And so the ANA Board of Directors voted to send me and Ron Kalk on a trip that would take us around the world in 1989. They sent us first to the International Council of Nurses meeting, which was held in Seoul, Korea. 
And there we observed what a federation, what an International Council of Nurses would look like, a federation of countries. And from there, we went to Teufen, Switzerland. And it was in Teufen, Switzerland that people met from 11 countries. We signed the charter for the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists, and that has to be one of my proudest moments as president of the ANA, having the opportunity to sign the charter, which really began the globalization of the profession. As a follow-up to that, I remained involved on committees and chaired the Education Committee from 1992 till about 2004, when I became the representative of AINA to IFNA, and I was elected president. And uh, I remained president of IFNA for six years. I was reelected for three terms, and still there was work to be done. So when I stepped down as president, I chaired the first separate practice committee for two terms. And then, you know, it was just time to move on, get some younger folks involved. But it was certainly a a wonderful experience, and it's so good to see the globalization of the profession through the formation of the IFNA and to meet so many wonderful colleagues and friends from around the world. And we have some of those wonderful colleagues with us today. So Jackie, the current president of IFNA, has joined us again, and we're so happy to have her. And so I'm going to let you introduce your friends that you have with you today. Thank you so much, and I'm very excited to be able to introduce some of our special IFNA members and officers and executive committee members. So with us, we have our first vice president, Ingrid Anderson from Sweden. We have our treasurer, Zorika Cardos from Slovenia. And we have Gaeson Jong from Korea, who is an elected member of our executive committee. Thank you for that. You know, I would like to ask each of you to address what do you see as the value of IFNA to your national organization? Ingrid, would you like to start us off? Yes, please. I'm a member of the Swedish board. And right now we are going to um, develop uh, our new standards and our description of anesthesia. So I have had, it has been very useful to use IFNA standards to look at. So we are four nurse anesthetists in Sweden who has reviewed this description of competence. So now we are waiting for approval to see if they will take it as it is. And also, I will also uh, mention the APAP, who has been also very important in uh, our country. We can't get the full accreditation because our clinical practice is too short, but we have recognition. But we will work on it, so uh, maybe. And of course, all the cultural exchangement has been so valued to meet people from other countries and to meet how the education works. Some has it bad and are not recognized in their countries, and some move further. Now, it's my understanding that nurse anesthesia practice in Sweden is very similar to our practice in the United States. Could you tell us a little bit about that? We are working together with the anesthetists, but we are self-independent. They are doing the assessment, but we are 
on our own in the OL. So uh, there's no one anesthetist who decided what drugs I'm going to give or how much uh, and so on. In the big cases, we are together in the introduction, but then they leave us. But in the small cases, ASA 1 and 2, we are doing uh, self-independent, yes. How many anesthetists do you have in Sweden? I think the nurse anesthetist is about 5,000. But it's not easy to count because many are working in private practice and they are not registered. So it's hard to say. And the anesthetist, maybe 1,500, 2,000, maybe something like that. I'm not sure. It's also hard to say. Mm-hmm. Mm. You look surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm not. Now, what, you call yourselves anesthetists there? Nurse anesthetists. Nurse anesthetists, yes, yes. very similar. Yes, yes, we do, we do, yes. Very similar yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah. Nice. We are not doing the epidural and spinal. Right. But everything else we are doing. No, not uh, in not central venous, but, but arterial and all other things. Yes, intubated, video, laryngoscope, yeah, everything else, yes. Good. I agree with you that the cultural exchange has been interesting. Whenever I go to the IFNA meetings, it's really nice to sit and talk to your colleagues to find out what your practice is Mm. and Mm. what it's like. And I think it's very eye-opening. So thank you for sharing that. So your turn. Yes, my turn. Yes. Yes. Uh, Tell us your name so that everybody will recognize your voice. Okay, yeah, my name is Kae Son Jung. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Korea. Jung is a family name mm-hmm. in our country. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you feel the strengths that IFNA has brought to your association and your practice, or just give us a little bit about that. Yes. As uh, the people, as the center said, this was just about the, the making the you know, National Federation of Nurse Anesthetists. When 1989, really, yes, ISEN conference was held in Seoul, Korea. And when I was very young, maybe first or second year of a registered nurse only, when I went to the ISEN conference, I found the booth of Korean Association of Nurse Anesthetists. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So I was very shocked. So I found the booth, and then I saw you and Sister Maure Colmore and the president of uh, our Kana. And then, as I know, at the time, 11 country members decided to make uh, the International Federation of Nursing System. So I can tell you just about I have uh, our Kana have proud to uh, 11 country members, I think we made. So, in our country, we pro- approve the standard of IFNA, and also our education program was driven from United States. So, we have a similar educational program and practice, and education program uh, is very similar United States because uh, our first president is uh, Sister Maura Colmo from United States. Okay. Yeah, she made a new program for CRNA, 18-month education program in 
1973. And uh, our education program was moved into master jury. Yes, we accepted IFNAs, a standard in the United States. Yes, so it's continued, just now continuing the education program. And then, is it a suitable answer? No. <laughs> good answer. Yeah. Good answer. So I wrote this answer. However, I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. And and you're translating. This is not your first language, so you're doing yeah. an excellent, excellent. She's job. doing much better than I would be doing in Korea. Okay. I think yes, we all I will agree so. with that. Sandy, I think you should try a little Korean yeah. for us right here. Let's see how that works. Well, well I, I want to tell you the meeting that, yeah. that we went to in Seoul. Uh, Ronald Kalk and I were asked to present scientific papers. This was in 1989, and the Korean <laughs> Association you. of Nurse Anesthetists had a meeting, and we were supposed to talk on neuroanesthesia. Well, the people in Korea then did not speak English, and Ron and I did not speak Korean. And so I thought, now, how are we going to do this? And so thank goodness for Sister Margaret Comer. She had been with Korea. She was responsible for starting. Uh, she's an American CRNA that's also a Catholic nun. And she started the Korean Association of Nurses and Anesthetists. And certainly she was very supportive of them. And so the way we did that meeting is I would speak and then she would interpret, and then I would speak something else, and she would interpret. So my hour lecture all of a sudden was 20 minutes because it was taking so long, you know, to get all this done. Um, and so I probably talked faster and faster and faster, which made it harder for her to yeah, interpret. Yeah. But it, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. And that woman, at that time, we had not picked the recipient of the highest award given by the ANA, and that's the Agatha Hodgins Award. When we returned from Korea, we went to our board of directors and said, we have a, a list of very eligible people that are most deserving, but this year, it should go to Sister Margaret Comer, who started the Korean Association of Nurse Anesthetists, and it was so wonderful that I had the opportunity to award her that at the banquet that night. It was just wonderful. So how many nurse anesthetists are there in Korea? Just uh, 650. Yes, because we have only one institution for CRNA. One uh, training? One One. graduate school for a master's degree. So does it translate? Are you called anesthetist in Korea? CRNA. You're called CRNA? Yes, CRNA. Well, I need to get you a pen. Oh, because uh, I need to get you a pen like this to wear back. I, I, ha- I already have. You have one? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, you need to wear that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need to wear it. So say anesthetist in Korean for us. Say it in your language. Our language? Yeah, say anesthetist in Korean. Uh, very difficult pronunciation. Bachi? Ba- ba- Ma- yes, Korean pronunciation for CRNA. Yeah. Bachi? Okay. Yes, okay. is advanced practice nurse. Oh, yes, yes. Goodness. So, yes, we have a 13, 13 advanced uh, practice nurse program. Uh, CRNA program is one of them. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't think I'm going to be saying CRNA in Korean anytime soon, but maybe we'll work on that after another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so, introduce yourself. I'm Zorica Kardos from Slovenia. I'm also a board member in our organization. So, what have you found to be a plus, something that IFNA has helped you with? Yes. We are a part of an international organization. They can hear our voice. We can share education, experience, uh, help. They can help us if we need this. um, That's, Mm -hmm. I think. I have to uh, say we are uh, part of IFNA from the beginning. Mm Uh, from uh, 1989. Uh, we are very proud of that. My colleague was uh, first member of the uh, board member. Uh, so we continue to uh, cooperate with uh, FNA. And I might like to add, Zorisa became treasurer of IFNA in 2004. That was the year that I became president of IFNA the first time. I want everyone to know she has the hardest job in the whole organization because our currency by the bylaws is in Swiss francs. But Zarisa will accept Swiss francs, she will accept euros, she will accept U.S. dollars, and she will not pay us any travel expense without the receipt, as she should do. She is very strict about that, and everybody knows it now. If you want to get reimbursed, you have to give her the receipt. So do you get reimbursed in your currency from your country? I mean, help me out here. I mean, this I know it's a stupid question, but it's something that... It's- it's not stupid. Go ahead, Zorisa. We have euro, if uh, can explain. We have euro in Slovenia, and mostly in Europe. But our main account is uh, in Swiss bank, and also we counting all in the Swiss francs. So IFNA has three bank accounts, euros, Swiss francs, and U.S. dollars. And yeah. Zorisa manages all of that and manages to reimburse people in their currency. So she has to do a lot of calculations. It's and hard. See it's what a hard job. I would not want that to job. Ingrid, to Ingrid in the Swedish crown. Oh, Swedish crown so as she, well. She does. Huh. She calculates it and then sends it to our bank accounts in our currency. And reimbursement comes through a wire transfer to your bank. It's, it's transferred by wire. Wow. <laughs> All right. It's very complicated. <laughs> All right, money guy. What do you Hold think about time. that? Uh, I'll take it in Swiss francs. I'll take it in euros, and I'll take it in dollars. How about that? <laughs> uh, so, Zurika, how many CRNAs are in Slovenia? In our organization, do you mean? Three hundred now. Three hundred. Maybe vary from uh, year to year, one or two more, one or two uh, less. So is the practice similar, again, uh, to the United States, or what is the practice like in Slovenia? No, unfortunately, we uh, have uh, assistant uh, uh, role. We are not independent. We lose uh, lost uh, independency 2013. 
I cannot <laughs> I, uh, uh, talking about that because it's a very sad story. Uh, and uh, we now trying to reverse uh, this quite independent role uh, in the future. Yeah. Well, you know, some important points were brought up today in terms of many of the other countries have several hundred members. You heard from Slovenia and Sweden. Sweden has, what, 10 million people in it, so of course they would have less nurse anesthetists, and the same for Korea. And in the United States, probably with our 53, 54,000, you know, one of the financial bases for IFNA is the organization pays dues per member in their country. And so ANA is a very strong supporter of IFNA, and it would be hard to exist without it. However, when I was president, I coined the phrase, moving ahead to be the best reaching behind to help the rest. Every time a country becomes stronger in terms of nurse anesthesia practice, and every time a member in that country becomes stronger, it makes all of us in the global community stronger. And so, you know, when this started, there was a physician speaker at one of our meetings who said that the United States was the only civilized country in the world that allowed nurses to administer their anesthesia. And at that particular year, Sven Olsson happened to be there from Norway. And we said, stand up, Sven, here is another one. So we knew there was two or three countries, and then we found out there's, what, Jackie, 74 countries or more that have nurses administering their anesthesia, but in many of these countries, they're not recognized. Correct. And we know from a study done by Maura McAuliffe through International Council of Nurses, 107 countries reported that nurses provide anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Yet we have 43 country members. And people ask why? Well, it's because they're not officially recognized in their country. There's not a nursing association to join as a member of IFNA or sometimes they don't have someone whose English is strong enough to also be a rep and participate with us. So is that IFNA? What are y'all doing about that? We are reaching out to try to recruit new member countries and actually in Barcelona in 2017 at the International Council of Nurses meeting, we had an exhibit booth and we handed out our standards. We have a nice published booklet of our standards and our APAP that Ingrid mentioned is anesthesia program approval process. It's a three-tier accreditation process for nurse anesthesia educational programs around the world that takes into account the varying levels of resources that they have and the differences in education in countries. So we're trying to improve patient safety and quality through that. We handed all of those out. We took names of people who were interested in talking to us about starting an association or educational efforts, and we've been in contact with them. We do have some countries that are members through accreditation process, such as China. We've accredited two programs in China that are not a member of IFNA. So we're also trying to look at helping non-member countries as well as member countries with the goal of then getting them all into our organization in the future. So Jackie, what do you consider the greatest achievements of IFNA? That's a big question. (laughs) That's why I I directed it to you, Jackie. (laughs) When I think back to the beginnings, when Sandy and Ron Koch were first involved, I think it was a huge achievement to get consensus on standards. Now Sandy will laugh and tell you it's because no one understood what was being said. 
And so they went ahead and passed them. <laughs> Times are different. When we now bring things forth to our country, national representatives, that's our board, it takes a while to discuss. You can't just pass something. They want to know, what does this mean? How's it going to affect my country? And there's robust discussion, and we have some very long meetings sometimes. But that's okay, because we want to help everyone. We don't want country hurt by a policy or a guideline we put in place. The last few years, I would say, to me, the biggest achievements are of IFNA are our collaborative work. Because we have a financial foundation we didn't have in the beginning, and Sandy and the board here, they were all on the board long before me, put together a better financial package and dues structure. So in the beginning, we had to take care of the lower levels of Maslow's hierarchy, I call of an organization. So we had to be able to pay the bills, the lights, have members, have structure, have policies, and build a scaffolding of a foundation. Now we have some financial stability. We're able to do collaborative outreach. We're able to go to other organizational meetings. It has made us new friendships, new respect. We've been able to educate people about who we are and what we do at the World Health Organization, the International Council of Nurses, the G4 Alliance, Mercy Ships, different places. And it's raising visibility and recognition and respect of nurse anesthesia around the world. That, to me, is really exciting. And Jackie, I'd like to say yesterday at our business meeting, you know, during the questions one of our members brought up, you know, our view of WHO, the World Health Organization, and the standards that have been approved by WFSA, the World Federation Society of Anesthesiologists. And I really want to thank you, Jackie, for that elegant response that you made. It made us so proud. And I had to think as I was listening to you, where would we be today in a global world and a global anesthesia community if we had not founded IFNA 30 years ago? We wouldn't be able to address any of these things. No, I agree. And recently I had discussions with the International Council of Nurses, who is working to define advanced practice nursing around the world because their country members are asking for it. And in Singapore last month, they started with nurse practitioners and clinical nurse specialists. And we weren't satisfied with the definitions, all of the higher kind of income countries. I had a conference call with ICN just last week and said, we do not want you trying to define nurse anesthesia and we have to be at that table. I haven't even been able to update the officers and board of IFNA on this because it happened right before we came, but we will be working with ICN and I'm going, I plan to get the education committee, the practice committee members together to work on that. We will have a white paper done and we will be involved in defining nurse anesthesia around the world. We would not be able to do that had we not had such strong leadership from the beginning and the level of participation we have from our country reps and our officers and executive committee right now. Sandy, where do you see the focus for IFNA in the future? I think, as uh, Jackie said, the first half was sort of the infrastructure, and we didn't have enough money to really go out. And usually it was the executive director that was the face of IFNA throughout Europe and other places because it was cheaper. But Jackie now attends almost all of those meetings with our executive director, and so we have the face of the president there. And I believe that as we you know, continue to adhere to our standards and this APAP process is so very important. And a shout out again to Betty Horton and the Education Committee for this is a one of a kind quality 
assurance program in education. It is not like accreditation as we know it here because it has to be on three levels for a global community. And that was the last step that was filled out of five steps that was given to us in Vienna in 1997 by Marjorie Peace Lynn, the five steps to globalization. This was the hardest to do. And I believe as we add more countries, we wanted this process to be inclusive, not exclusive. And it's going to benefit us because, as Jackie said, we will have more countries that will come through the door seeking assistance with education, and they will be using our standards. And then the next thing, as language improves throughout the world, and it will, then we, uh, we will have a larger community of member countries. And so I think it's just the camaraderie, knowing that you're not alone, and having resources you can reach out to. And I think all this collaboration right now, this is the place we need to be, collaborating with other globalizing organizations such as WHO, ICN, and WFSA, and the European Society of Anesthesiologists. We need to make every opportunity to be at the table and have our voice heard. You know, Sandy, you've shared a a lot of great memories from the history of IFNA, and the people sitting at this table have also been part of that history, and we appreciate you guys for joining us. But I'd like for you to tell us your best memory of being involved with the IFNA. How about you, Ingrid, besides coming to the United States and meeting (coughs) meeting my husband? (laughs) That was also a pleasure. <laughs> and I missed the dog, yeah, the little peanut. <laughs> Everybody knows peanut, yeah. the love of my husband's so cute. life. <laughs> well, if I turn back time, I came to the first meeting, 2004, at the same year as Sandy became a president. It was almost a shock because it was so much voting. We were going to change and vote for a new executive director. We were going to vote for a new president. We were going to vote for where we were going to have the next Congress. And we were going to vote for new executive members. And we didn't. I was there joining a a colleague from Denmark, and we were sitting there with eyes like this. (laughs) And think, what are we going to voting for? We didn't knew anyone else. But there was a Norwegian guy and he helped us and said, uh, I think you should vote for this and this and this. Okay, okay. And suddenly I became a member of the executive committee and (laughs) was shocked and said, good heavens, (laughs) 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 do they really want to have me? (laughs) And uh, it took time to understand all about uh, IFNA and uh, we were reading and uh, asking and so on. And a couple of years later, I became the second vice president in 2010 and the first in 2014. And when I look back with this development, it has been a miraculous changes. We have been more visible in the whole world globally, and that has been fantastic. And I think we are visible in many other committees myself is joining this European Society of Anesthetists and I will say it's a struggle (laughs) (laughs) because in Europe it's only Scandinavia Netherlands, Switzerland and France who is as self-independent as you are Mm -hmm. and the rest 
maybe it's a little in between, more as an assistant role. And those European anesthetists, they want us to have an assistant role. Not all of them, of course, not in my country, so not in many other countries. So it's a struggle. So it's small steps every meeting we have to take. And I think we have been very helpful from a, a Norwegian anesthetist uh, who has helped us a lot uh, and make us be involved in the World Federation, as we have met now a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I will also add that in Sweden, the nurse anesthetist title is protected, and it means that nobody can work as a nurse anesthetist if you don't have the proper education. So... Anything else you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but I loved this uh, to be a member of this. We have been very good friends, and also we have learned to know each other. And when you know each other, it's easier to work together. And all those uh, cultural exchanges, I have always been interesting in other cultures. So uh, it will be nice to see that people are doing a lot good work all over the world. So it's not only we who is very well known. So exactly. Yes. Well, yeah. thank you for that. Okay. Thank you. Same question. Yes, same tell question. Me, tell me what, what, um, what you've been involved with IFNA for a number of years. So, what are your good memories associated with that, and what's made an impact on you as far as being involved with IFNA? Yes, 2002, I participated in the World Congress of Nurse Anesthesia the very first time in Helsinki. At that time, I was very shocked because many nurse anesthetists can present their research. So at the time, I thought, whenever I can do it. So finally, in 2010, in Dan World Conference, my abstract was accepted to oral presentation and the poster's presentation too. And then I did it successfully. And after two years, uh, I was elected as a president of a Korean Association of Nurse Anesthetists. And then two years after, or three years after, I was elected the executive committee of uh, IFNA. It was very the biggest adventure by myself <laughs> and Kana. Because Korean, as I know, Korean member did not act as a committee or board member of IFNA. As I know, I was the very first time, maybe. So it was very honorable, honorable and very important episode or something. So I got a brave to make the law and the scope of practice of CRN in Korea. Still now, our CRN in Korea, in case of Korea, we didn't have legal protection for performance, their practicum, just about providing anesthesia by CRNA. In 2010, a nurse anesthetist was got a very miserable judgment of a supreme court providing anesthesia by CRNA 
is illegal performance. It was a very miserable condition. And after two years, I was uh, elected as uh, president of the Korean Association of Nurse Anesthetists. I began to attend the AANA annual meeting. I have one question. How AANA made the law legal protection for performance of a CRNA in United States? As you know, United States, in United States, many kind of ethnic people living in here, and as I know, it's not simple. So every year I have been attended AANA annual meeting, and I got one very important power, also brave. I can do, make it alone. So I did with Korean Nurse Association. And then 2015, 2015 Seoul ISEN conference was held in Korea. So I invited Jack and Pascal because I want I wanted to show up to CRNA in Korea, Jackie and Pascal, because I'm a member of uh, IFNA. However, CRNA in Korea did not know who is president of IFNA, who is the executive director of IFNA. So it was very successful because Jackie presented about IFNA and Pascal also is a very big act. It was a very big episode was happened. Pascal sang the Shangsung. It was a very fantastic conference. And then last year, 2018, February, the end of February, our association and the Korean Nurse Association made the law. Nurse anesthetist, no, we, we call the CRNA. CRNA can provide anesthesia undergoing prescription of physician. It was law. And then we have to make the scope of practice of CRNA until next year, next February. First, I made the first paper. I gather the opinion and uh, I survey just about to gather the opinion from CRNA in Korea. And uh, I conducted the two researches about uh, Korean CRNA, what are they doing in operation room. Nowadays, still now from uh, 1972, CRNA have been provided anesthesia almostly independently. However, in these days, anesthesiologists do not like them. Yeah. Sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's familiar, familiar. So, and after completed us uh, making the scope of practice next year, CRNA can provide the anesthesia in a legal protection. It was very interesting. I have a reason how to make this one because supported from IFNA and AANA too. 
Well, Thank it you. sounds like you're quite the dynamo. Do you ever yeah. sleep? Do you ever sleep? Or you're working, working, working all the time? All the time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always think, I always think, how to make the law? I, my younger sister is a serenade, too. Ah, yeah. Nice, all in the family. Yes, I, I, I always uh, listen. I always uh, heard from some problems in their working area. So I decided to make the law for CRNA in Korea. So I'm very appreciated to IFNA. I always ask to Jackie, what can I do? Why can I do something? And I emailed tonight, next morning, I can get answer from Jackie and Sandy also. It was so nice. It was very, very the greatest, greatest achievement of IFNA. Is it right? Suitable answer? <laughs> very good answer. Zarika, did I say that correctly? Um, you obviously have been with IFNA since the beginning, practically, also being in charge of the money. So tell me about your memories with IFNA. Uh, yes, I was with IFNA uh, from the beginning, but not as a uh, treasurer. <laughs> treasurer, I became uh, 2004. <laughs> Uh, but uh, actually, I started uh, uh, be representative Slovenian uh, in IFNA, uh, Slovenian representative in IFNA, two ta- um, 1996. And my first uh, congress then after Amsterdam uh, was in Vienna. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, I have all my memories are good, are perfect I, in IFNA. In uh, Vienna, I have uh, was in- interviewed from uh, uh, Maura, Maura McAuliffe. Uh, she did research then, as uh, Jackie said, and I didn't speak uh, English as now, also not <laughs> enough. <laughs> You're doing fine. I was uh, uh, better in uh, German. And she <laughs> organized translation from German to English, and then, then we did interview, mixed English and German. It was so nice. And uh, second, I was uh, I went to a meeting, if a meeting uh, in Switzerland by mistakes uh, too early. <laughs> 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 and, uh, uh, Ron, Ron and Sandy, I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't remember it. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> uh, <and> Pascal, <laughs> they had, yes, you can attend the, um, the officers' meeting, but no, vo- you have no voice. <laughs> you can just sit and listen. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that. <laughs> yes. <And> so, <laughs> uh, further you know my career in it. I have an AS treasurer and so. <laughs> All right, Sandy. So, I know you have lots of memories. What is your favorite 
memory from being involved with the <laughs> IFNA outside of signing the charter. Okay, signing the charter. And also, I think having the standards, the first standards written and endorsed by the International Council of Nurses. It was easy the first time around, uh, not so easy when we revised them lately. And I don't quite understand that because I think the standards are much better now uh, and they're all in one document. So hopefully they will have another look at them at some point. But I think the main thing is just all the friends throughout the world that we meet. And it's just so good to see everyone again. And I remember in terms of funny stories, in Helsinki, the night before we were to come back to the United States, then I had mistaken, as Orisa said, and I'd made a room reservation at the wrong hotel. I had made the room <laughs> reservation uh, for my husband and I in, um, in the center of town, and everyone else was staying at the Hilton by the airport. And I said, well, I have to stay where everybody else is staying. We'll just go with you and get a room. Well, we got to the room, and they didn't have any rooms at that hotel. And I said, well, here we are. Our flight isn't until tomorrow. These are my closest friends. We have to have a room. Isn't there anything you can do? Well, they had a conference room right next door to the registration desk. And we walked in, and it was this big conference table, like for the nights of the round table. You could have had a meeting with 15 people there. But the bed that they pulled out was a little love sofa of some kind. So we had to sleep on our side. We could not lay on our back and sleep. But guess what? We had full access to the sauna that would hold about 50 people. We had the gym next door. We had like 18 shower heads. And well, you were clean. <laughs> yeah. and so we walked in there and I said, oh, and we had all of my friends in the sauna. It was just really pretty well, there's good. There's the memory. But then, <laughs> but then you know, I said, well, you know, why don't you stay in the sauna and let me go have your room tonight because this is going to be pretty hard sleeping in this one. But you do get a lot of fun experiences and funny experiences. And I'm so impressed because at the very beginning, Everyone spoke their own language, really. Very few people in other countries in 1989 spoke English. The educational uh, level was probably like mine. It was diploma. And now everyone around that table are university prepared at the master's level. They're doctorally prepared. And the English is probably better than mine. And Zorisa here, so proud of her. I remember her first time at the at our meeting. She would sit there, and she followed quite well, but she always had her dictionary. And she was going through and finding the right word and everything. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think I could have done that. I couldn't have gone to Slovenia and done it. I couldn't have gone to Korea or Sweden. My utmost respect for these people that have come so far, not only with IFNA, but also with communication and everything. It's just been wonderful to observe over the last three decades. So, Jackie, have you got any concluding comments that you would like to add? Being involved in IFNA is a blessing, and it's an honor and a pleasure. And I think we all feel the same way. One of the best things about it is obviously the camaraderie. It's not ever a divisive group. The Americans that have come to our World Congress have said to me, wow, this meeting is so fun. There's no fighting. There's no meanness. Hmm. There's no criticism. Everyone's happy. People are in sessions. They're learning from each other. There's so much laughter, and the social events are good. 
think traveling to other countries, they're much more gracious hosts than we are in the U.S. And they're kinder. And they're more open a lot of times. So I think I've learned a lot from my friends. And I just feel very blessed to be the U.S. representative. I thank Sandy and Betty, who both have been big mentors for me. And especially thank my friends here at the table. They came to Indianapolis a week ago, or Friday, August 2nd, so a week before the meeting, and stayed with me. And we just had a wonderful time. And I look forward to working alongside of these wonderful people, hopefully for a lot of years. Well, that's been great. This has been really interesting for me to learn and meet every one of you and all wonderful people. And, of course, I've known Jackie and Sandy for a while now, but great work. You guys are doing great work. I want you to go home and say to your CRNA wife, say CRNA in Korean. I dare you. (laughs) You know, my wife is as Southern as you are, Sharon, so it'd be very interesting. So. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. We want to thank you guys for being here today and and doing this and educating us and our listeners. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mask with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you're a fan, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review as long as it's positive. If not, don't leave us a review at all. None. And please share our episodes on social media to help us get the word out. It's a wrap. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry. Or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group. Today's show was made possible by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. And thanks for your support of Beyond the Mask. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. 